Welcome to the Profitable Farmer Podcast, where it's all about increasing the profitability of your farm by working smarter, not harder. And now your host, business expert, Andrew Roberts. Welcome. This is Andrew, and I hope you enjoy this podcast, How to 10X Your Business. I love this topic, and I'm pretty certain you'll get a lot of value from this, so um, stay tuned as we, as we move through this, this topic, and I'm going to educate you on um, some, some really simple tips that you can use to scale up your, your current business. Um, but I wanted to just start off by sharing with you the importance of having an open mind and, and having a, a degree of trust. Um, and really, it's almost impossible to 10x anything if, if you don't have an open mind, if you can't actually consider the possibility that that could be something that you could achieve, okay? So, so this is why I always teach that, that uh, things happen in three, three stages, once in the mind, second on paper, and then the third time in reality. And a lot of people don't think too much about the first two points, that you've got to actually create it in your mind first and then map it out on paper before it happens in reality. It doesn't always happen that way, but in most cases it does. But um, I just wanted to spend a little bit of time and share with you a, a humorous story um, because I, I grew up on a farm in New England, a little town called Urala, um, and I was always brought up to be really trust, trusting of other people. I mean, we, we would never lock our house and we'd drive into the local town and we'd, we'd leave the windows down and sometimes the car running and, you know, for whatever reason it was, um, I just never really considered that people were bad and, and as a result I, I was brought up to be really trusting and probably a little bit too trusting uh, and I just thought I'd share this quick story with you. I fast forward a bunch of years and I got into, I was at University of Queensland studying um, business and, and commerce and I was staying at my girlfriend at the time. I was staying over at her house. And I slept in. It would have been about 10 a.m. in the morning, as you do when you were when you're a bit younger. I would have been 23 years of age. And my girlfriend had gone off to her university lectures. And I just had a quick shower. And I was back in the room getting changed. And I walked out of my room. And all of a sudden, I walked past the kitchen of my girlfriend's house. She lived with about four, five of them in total, including her. And I was the only one at the house. And I walked past the kitchen, and there was this guy in the kitchen. He actually had the fridge open. He had a shirt off. He had these baggy pants on. And I'd never met this guy before. And I went, who the hell are you, mate? And he looked up, and he was shocked to see me. He obviously didn't realize that I was home, he, I think. And he'd broken in. Uh, it was a stranger that had broken in, and, and he goes, "Oh, mate, I'm so sorry. I haven't eaten for days. Um, I'm starving." And anyway, and I was still probably a bit hungover or something at the time. I can't remember, but um, I said, "Well, mate, how? You know, this is not right." And he said, "Oh, sorry, man. I'm going to go." And I said, "Well, well, um, when was the last time you ate?" And he said, "Oh, mate, I haven't eaten for days." And I could tell he was—he looked like a bit of a homeless guy. I don't know. Um, and I said, oh, mate, sit down, what's your name? And his name, I can't remember, but let's say it was Barry. I said, sit down, Barry. Um, And I ended up cooking him bacon and eggs for brekkie. This story gets worse, by the way. But um, anyway, so I'm sitting down and I'm getting to know this Barry, having a great chat, and he's he's eating. I'd cooked him the eggs, bacon and eggs, and I'm sitting down having breakfast with him. 
And my girlfriend, Georgie, uh, at the time, she came home and she um, walked into the kitchen and went, hi, what, who are you? And he goes, I'm Barry. I said, oh, yeah, Barry, meet Georgie. Georgie meets Barry. Anyway, Barry finished off his bacon and eggs and, um, and off he went. He thanked me and, and away he went. And, and Georgie goes, who, who, who's that? How do you know Barry? And I said, oh, strange story. But he, he was actually in your fridge when I got, when I got up and, and he was starving. So I cooked him a meal and she said, well, how did he get in the house? And I said, well, actually, I don't know. And she, and she, I looked around and I thought, that's a, that's a good question. And she walked downstairs and, and, we, and uh, Barry had broken a window. And not only that, Barry had found the week's rent in cash sitting under a bowl downstairs and had put that in his pocket and had stolen about, back then it was about $700 in cash um, for this particular house, which was a lot of money for uni, uni students, by the way. And uh, so he'd broken in, stolen $700 of cash and had a free feed, which I didn't think to check his pockets, by the way. I just wasn't on my mind. But uh, there you go. <laughs> I guess you've got to be trusting, but maybe not too trusting. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't hear the end of that one from my girlfriend, Georgie. And you know, I did have to go and cough up that $700. I didn't have to, but I I, I ended up um, paying back that money. But uh but the reason I'm sharing that is, look, I, I, uh, I, I really do think there has to be a layer of trust and you have to be a very trusting person to scale up a company to 10 times. I mean, it's almost, it's almost impossible to do on your own. It is impossible to do on your own. And I experience a lot of business owners just are very controlling and have the energy and the feel that if, it, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Um, you know, uh, it, it, there's got to be a job done. I have to do it. And and very controlling and, and not comfortable letting go of things like books and letting go of um, jobs on the farm and and um, or even using the resources or knowledge of other people. Like a lot of – a lot, particularly I see this in farming all the time that a lot of farmers um, want to just do everything themselves and figure out all the problems themselves and think it's embarrassing asking for help. But, and it's impossible to 10x a business – if you aren't open-minded and you're and you're absolutely prepared to engage um, people smarter than you um, around you to help you do it, but I wanted to. We're going to get into this uh, three key things which I will introduce you to when it comes to ten xing a business. But I want to make the point that many of you listening to this. Um, the last thing on your mind would be thinking about 10xing a company. I mean, for, for many of you that are stuck in the drought, I mean, the, the, the thing that's on your mind is get me out of this drought. Um, you know, survival is on your mind. And so it should be. And there's a great saying that br- you need to break even or else, which means the the main thing that you need to concentrate on in business is breaking even, covering your costs, making sure you've got enough income to survive, right? So that's the number one um, area that you need to focus on in all business, break even or else. And that just means nothing else matters until you're breaking even. And I have spent a number of years in my early phase in business where I wasn't breaking even. And so the thought of 10xing a company could not exist in those years. Um, But I did get through uh, those tough times, and, and I do believe we all do. It, it never lasts. Tough times, in my opinion, don't last. They can go on for some years, but they don't last. My, for me, it was two very, very tough years, and, and I 
really eventually snapped. Something happened, triggered in my mind where I went to $30,000 a month. All of a sudden, I was not only just breaking even, I was, I was back into the game, if you like, and all of a sudden covering my expenses. And if, if you like, it was two bad years, first two years, third year, all of a sudden was good. I was still in a lot of debt, um, but I just felt more relaxed. And there was a number of, uh, you go back and have a listen to the podcast I did on fear. I, I talk a lot about this. And then it was really interesting. It was from there that I and, – and by the way, I'm just sharing this as, as – as, as, it is a story outside of farming that I feel you'll be able to borrow and um, use for your journey. So, so please keep an open mind again with this because the, the same thing applies. I'm teaching business here. This is a story that I can relate to because I went through it. Um, however, I can – almost guarantee that, 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 that other people have gone through stories like this in agriculture. Uh, and by the way, I grew, up, I grew up on a farm, okay, so I'm very familiar with um, farming as well. And, and I've been running Farmers Academy for four years now with Greg, with Greg Johnson. But I just wanted to talk about this, this place where I went from $30,000 a month. And it was really a mentor of mine that helped me think bigger. And he was the guy that proposed, what would it, what would it take for you to go to $300,000 a month? And by the way, that's the first thing, isn't it? That you, you actually need to start by asking the question. In my case, um, I had to think 10x. Now, this, this really ties in with the first point that I wanted to make, that you can't 10x a business if you're not thinking bigger, if you're not thinking 10x bigger. And something really magical happens when you start thinking 10, 10 times bigger. Now, what happens is you have to let go of stuff to create a business 10 times bigger. That, that's really important to know. You, you can't get trapped in stuff, okay? And what do I mean by stuff? It's all the stuff that needs to get done on a farm that it, it has to happen but it's really low value stuff. So, for example, maintenance, um, uh, keeping the sheds clean, um, gardening, um, you know, fencing, uh, doing the technical work on your farm. You, you can't do it. You can't get trapped in stuff to get to, to ten times X. And so, the minute you think ten times X, your brain will immediately see beyond stuff, and will have to come up with a new strategy in order for you to achieve that. Right. So that's that's what happens when you think ten times bigger. Now, the other thing that happens is you can't. You have to smash through. I'm going to use that 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 word. It's strong wording, but it's true. You will have to smash through past beliefs. So if you're thinking two times bigger, you will naturally get trapped in stuff because you still have to do a lot of stuff and, and there's still a lot of work to, to double the size of a company, but, but you still will get trapped in stuff and you still will get trapped in your previous beliefs. So what do I mean by your previous beliefs? Um, really, our lives are a manifestation of our belief system. So for example, if you believe that it's it's hard to make two hundred thousand dollars profit per year, then then that becomes your reality, right? Um, if you believe that it's easy to make two million dollars profit a year, then that becomes your reality. So, so what do I mean by getting trapped in past beliefs? Well, um, the minute you're thinking ten x times bigger, you can't. You have to. You have to 
almost go around your previous beliefs in order to obtain that. You can't. It, it, it's like it smashes them. It breaks them down. Um, so, for example, if you made a hundred thousand dollars profit next year, and all of a sudden you're thinking, "How do I make a million dollars profit?" Uh, and by the way, you, you can't do this in one year. You'd have to give yourself, um, in some cases, ten years to obtain a ten x vision. Or some people can do it quite comfortably in two to three years, right? But you need to be recognize that you need a whole new series of beliefs in order to scale up, and you have to challenge your your previous beliefs. So the mere fact of thinking ten times bigger smashes previous paradigms. So my story, I was doing $30,000 a month. And so my brain all of a sudden started thinking $300,000 a month. Now, the, the immediate thinking of that changed everything, right? So all, all of a sudden, I went, well, far out. I've got like 10 clients. We need 100 clients. Well, if I need 100 clients, I need at least 10 coaches to help me. Plus, I need three or four support staff. Plus, I need a sales team, right? So all of a sudden, the whole um, vision of what I was wanting to achieve changed. And then not only that, I needed a bigger um, office. So one of the first decisions that I made when I decided to 10x my, my um, business was I invested in a 750 square feet office in Bondi Junction in Sydney. I, I ran my company in Sydney and it was a major, major um, risk. It was a leap of faith because all of a sudden, and by the way, it was myself and a business partner. All and and to be fair, we had I was billing thirty thousand dollars a month. He was billing about twenty thousand dollars a month. So so we had a base of fifty thousand dollars a month. There was just two of us, by the way, at the time. And so what we did was we took on a 750 square feet office and we decked it out with like 10 separate offices that had a huge big open plan space and this big workshop room. And it cost, um, the, the, the investment was, uh, it was about $13,000 a month. And that was a lot of money when, when we're going back now. For me, it was 18 years ago. Um, so I took a, a risk because you have to create a vacuum, right? You, the, one of the, the, when you're thinking 10x, you, you, ha, you have to all of a sudden see a means by, by how to get there. And in the case, what I mean by a vacuum is I needed to create space for my brain to, to look at empty space and to, 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 to be thinking, well, how do we fill this? Not just me, my, my business partner as well. And so... That was one of the best decisions that, that we actually made, by the way, was taking out that office because the brain doesn't like space. It wants to see it full. And so I'd walk, I'd walk in every day to this big empty office and then the brain wanted to work out how do we fill this up. Now, that journey in the next two years was one of the fastest growing crazy journeys of my life. Like we, um, we hired uh, 13 business coaches. I hired... Uh, five people in marketing. I hired a full-time operations person. Um, I hired maybe three people in administration. So literally two years to the day, the business, we had 150 clients paying us about $2,200 a month. So there was a, it was a monthly turnover of uh, between $300,000 to $350,000 a month. And all of a sudden, I, the, the goal at all had been achieved. So there was a 10x um, but really, it had to start 
with me thinking 10 times bigger. There was no other way. And by the way, I would have never been able to think 10x um, if I wasn't breaking even. So so I, I had a layer of, if you like, confidence and um, certainty. And then all of a sudden, it was it was a decision to let's have a crack. Let's have a go at this, okay? So, so that's the first part. You need to think 10 times bigger and you need to let go of previous beliefs and challenge your mind and constantly ask the question, what needs to happen? The second component to this podcast that I wanted to talk to you about was um, you need to understand leverage. We spent a lot of time talking about this in our Take Control program and at our Top Producers two-day event um, because this is the key to success. Leverage is, using, is, is achieving a higher return with less effort, okay? It's called less is more, less equals more. And you, you, we use levers all the time. I mean, you use them particularly in farming. So a hammer is a form of leverage. A tractor is a form of leverage. A tip truck is a form of leverage. A pulley is a for, form of leverage. You know, pretty much everything in the toolkit is a form of leverage. So, so these, these pieces of equipment are, be, are being designed so you get to use less effort and get a better return for that less effort. That's, that, that's leverage. That's understanding leverage. Now, you can apply these principles to scaling a company. And the first form of leverage is finance because most, it's very, very hard to scale up a company without money. There's a constraint that most businesses have is, is, is a money constraint. And I absolutely use this as a form of leverage. Now, when I scaled our company from, from um, 30, 50K to 300K, it wasn't quite 10X, um, I borrowed money. Like I had to borrow money and we actually got an investor to put money in. Um, and by the way, investors start showing up when you have a clear vision and you have a clear uh, – the, the guy that put money into us, he was backing the jockey. So not he wasn't actually jack backing the horse. He was backing the jockey. In that case, it was myself and my business partner because he was really – excited by uh, where we're going. So he actually invested $300,000. And many people are too scared to use other people's money, but it's one of the greatest forms of leverage that you've got available. I mean, I interviewed um, for our clients recently a guy called uh, Daniel Hoff, and his company raised in the last three or four years, uh, I think it's $300 million dollars from a pension fund in the UK and they went around and bought up all of these cattle stations around Queensland and um, so so that's if you could and, and by the way Daniel Hoff lives in London he does have some business partners but this guy uses the ultimate leverage so other people's money he doesn't put any of his own money in and and he's able to go and build a um, portfolio of of you know very successful farms i mean he he's got a very smart strategy they they buy them um quite quite cheap actually they're they're they 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 properties that are a little bit on the run downside so they they come in and buy these farms they invest money to make them more efficient, more productive, they they put manage good management in, and then they run run these farms from a centralised office um, in Australia, and they're able to obviously by by uh, having economies of scale because they've they've got a number of them, they're able to produce significantly more profit from each of these properties, right? So that that's a form of leverage using other people's money, and a lot of people just don't understand this because. 
of past beliefs or you don't think it's possible or you haven't been opened up to this, okay? This is why I uh, love going to courses and getting around other people so much because I get to learn things that I just didn't even know existed. So so other people's money or finances is a very powerful form of leverage, as is using other people. You can't scale a company to 10 times if you're not prepared to let go of pretty much everything. So in my business, I had to let go of coaching. I had to let go of sales and marketing. I had to let go of um, the... Sorry, my computer just shut down. I'm just going to reopen this. I had to let go of the, the management, the administration. Um, so you can't scale a big business by doing the technical work. In fact, it's very hard to scale at even doing the management work. So you have to be thinking of how do I build a team around me? So that's the first thing. And the other thing is you've got to leverage other people's knowledge. It's very hard to scale a company. Like I had to have a, an amazing mentor on board that had been there before me, right? walking me through it, telling me what to do, giving me confidence. It's very hard to do this without a mentor, without a coach, without a team of experts guiding you, um, giving you permission to play, I call it. That's one of the, the biggest benefits of having a coach is they're in your corner giving you permission to play, which which is basically just supporting you and bo- boosting your belief in you. I mean, the right coach will believe more in you than what you will in yourself. The third form of leverage is using systems. You can't do this without having really high-level systems in place, right? So systems come before profit. You need to systemize your entire operations, all your routine tasks, the way you run your finance, the way you run your admin, the way you do your maintenance, the way you do your cleaning, the way you run your operations. Everything needs to be systemized, right? So you put the systems in place, and then you hire the people to run the systems, and very important that you, you, you can't scale up without very strong systems in place. And by the way, systems make the business function so much smoother and reduce friction, which ultimately leads to significantly more profitability anyway. So you have to learn how to systemize, how to get the, the, the way you do things out of your head, and then train your team or hire team members to do to follow the system um, so, there's, so things are done consistently, timely, all of these areas. And last but not least, you must use things like marketing, um, networking, sales, negotiation. You need to learn these skills to scale up because these, this is where all the money's made. I mean, you have to be – think about it. If you're going to scale up, you need to be great at finding deals, you need, so, which means you have to be great at learning how to open up opportunities, negotiate opportunities, uh, ask for better prices. Um, you need to be really clued into – getting the best prices for what it is that you're farming, negotiating better deals on the supply side. Uh, these are all forms of leverage that uh, away you go. And I mean, in our business, we, we had a, a marketing team that we were, I was investing $15,000 a month into marketing. And we had a marketing team that was focusing on producing leads for us. And, um, you know, we were averaging 50 to 70 new inquiries every week. And then we were able to then introduce people to become clients of ours. That's how we scaled it up. And it was a very essential component to the business. Without that, we wouldn't have succeeded. Uh, we needed a marketing and sales focus to scale up rapidly. 
So that's part two. You need to understand leverage and you need to use leverage um, and you need to you need to master. These are all skills of business. Last but not least, you have to have a plan. You, you just can't get there without a plan. I, I had, you know, you have to be able to see that that goal and have a clearly defined goal and a clear vision and a very clear why, why you want to do it and then a, a, a list of projects that you need to focus on to help you get there. And I will say this. Of course you can do the plan on yourself, by, by, by yourself, but, you know, you are missing out on so much, so, so much if you don't have a coach slash mentor helping you with that plan. I mean, think about if you had to design your dream house and you didn't engage an architect. I mean, honestly, how would you truly go with creating the plan? Like, you 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 you, you might have a, a semi-idea out on paper, but there's going to be so many holes in your plan and that's why you'd engage an architect because the architect will pull that that vision out of your mind and fill the details in and put the step one step two step three um and make it really clear on what you need to do to move from where you're at to where you where your dream is so if you don't have a plan you you really will struggle with fulfilling that vision and 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 if you don't have someone supporting you and an expert consultant coach mentor that's going to assist you. It's going to make that journey very, very difficult. And by the way, that's exactly what we do at Farm Owners Academy. Whether you use a company like ours or someone else um, is your decision. But and, and I'm not just saying this to sell you something today because I genuinely believe in this with everything that I've got that those that are working with coaches, mentors, um, consultants – are going to have a significantly higher opportunity of obtaining their goals than, than those that are. It's just, and that's because you're leveraging other people's knowledge, right? You, you let, you're working with people that have been there before you, and you're able to tap that wisdom, and it's just going to make life significantly easier and, and give you a, a ten times probability of you obtaining the goal than if you don't use it. Um, so, of course ask if you'd like to have a strategic session to see if we can we can help you like just ask away we'll, we'll link you with a um really successful coach and they can have a complimentary 20 minute chat with you uh, and help you get clear on where you're going and then you can decide from there if it's for you so just just reply to the email and uh, support at farmownersacademy.com and um ask us no harm in asking, and uh, we we can send you some information on how we, how we mentor and coach as well. Okay, so just to summarise, you need to be open-minded. You need to be trusting in order to 10x. Don't 10x if you're not breaking even. Focus on breaking even. Um, but once you're a break-even, you can start thinking 10x. You, but it, 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 of course, needs the thinking, and you need to let go of past beliefs. You have to understand leverage particularly leveraging money, finance, uh, leveraging other people like e.g. hiring farmers, managers, etc. to support you plus other people's knowledge. You leverage through systems and finally you leverage through marketing, sales and negotiation. Last but not least, you need a plan. You need a step-by-step strategic plan that's going to walk you through um, starting with the end in mind, here's the goal, how we're going to 10x, here's what needs to be done in order to obtain it. And I will finish off by saying this. I do believe 10xing a business is easier than 2xing a business. 
Um, I won't explain why today, but my my uh, history or my my knowledge from coaching is it's easier ten xing than two xing, and I believe it's easier just briefly because you um, you totally have to grasp leverage, so you absolutely start working significantly smarter, not harder, when you start thinking that way. All right, so I hope you got some value from this podcast. Please, uh, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. Please share in the closed Facebook group or on Profitable Farmer what you got out of this or somewhere. Um, we'd love to, or even email us and let us know if, 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 if uh, podcasts like this was a value or, or what you'd like differently. Um, very happy to accommodate and bring you what you most need, but you'll, you'll need to let us know. Thanks for listening. We'll be in touch. Bye now.